Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But we know that if we want to continue to celebrate our lives, we've got to keep moving. In other words, exercise. And that's why today's show is going to be especially helpful. Our guest, Dr. Annika Shabra, is an orthopedic surgeon in Scottsdale, Arizona, and is affiliated with the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix. He's joining us today to share all about how we can keep moving, keep fit, and yet avoid those injuries that often plague us older weekend warriors. So welcome to the show, Dr. Shabra. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, one of the first things, uh, of course, I want to get right to it, uh, that we seniors know about keeping healthy is that old adage, move it or lose it. <laughs> so, uh, but I know, too, at our age, we can be especially prone to injury. So what are some ways that we might avoid that, maybe incorporate exercise into everyday life and, and ways that we can avoid that overexertion on the weekends? Sure. And that's, a, that's a great question. I get that question all the time. What we have to remember is there are several things that we can try to do to prevent injuries, especially as we're getting back into being more active and our bodies are aging. First is you can't do it all in one setting. So you can't go out on the weekend and work out for two or three hours and expect that to be good enough for the whole week. The um, National Institutes of Health for Exercise Prevention recommends 30 to 45 minutes four to five of high-intensity activity uh, uh, four to five days a week. And that's uh, critical because it doesn't overexpose and overstress your muscles, but also allows you to work up to build up that strength and endurance. So short spurts, do it every day or every other day rather than in one setting, is really the first part of preventing injury. The second part that we always tell everybody is cross-train. Don't do the same activity. As we get older, we know what we like, you know, whether it's biking or lifting weights or swimming. But you can't do the same thing every day. If you do that, you're working the same muscle group and you're stressing the same muscle group and you're uh, creating a muscle imbalance. And so doing different activities and switching things up is a great way to prevent injury. So what that means is one day bike, one day elliptical, one day swim, one day hike. Do different things so you work different body parts can really help prevent injury. Uh, the last thing I'll say that is um, probably the most critical is we got to be smart. we got to know our bodies. It's very difficult to give up that competitive edge that we all have even as we grow older. We want to still beat our kids. We want to compete with that 18-year-old on the bike next to us. We can't do that. You have to be smart and really know your body and know your limitations and really work your way up and be more appropriate in your goals. Well, actually, I've, I've got to say, I personally have given up trying to beat the 18-year-old next to me because I have realized that. But when you talk about high intensity, now, I think if you're in your 60s, that's a different thing than if you're in your 20s or 30s. So what kinds of examples might that's you correct. give those of us in 50s, 60s, 70s that we could, you know, we could have that same benefit but not, you know, wreck our knees, wreck our sure. hips, and et cetera? Sure. And so, so what we tell people is high intensity means you're increasing your heart rate. And so anything that's going to increase your heart rate is a good exercise. And, yes, as we get older, our muscles and joints can't withstand a lot of the high impact. So what I tell uh, my elderly patients or people who are getting a little bit older and aging is walking is great. 
The elliptical machine is great. It's lower impact. Biking is excellent. Stationary or road biking is great. And then swimming is an exercise that everybody can do no matter how much you age. The duration of your activity is really going to be dependent upon what kind of shape you're in and the age and your body's metabolism. And those are things we can always increase uh, as we go, go forward to the workout program. Start slow and work your way up is really the, the right answer. Yeah, and I, I think one thing you mentioned that it's a good idea to cross-train, and I certainly agree with that. But I think really for older bodies, a lot of times walking, you know, because that's the most natural thing. And, you know, it's also social. You can get out sure. there with your friends, and, and that's a good way to kind of maintain that fitness level that is so important. And, boy, uh, you know, at my age I can look around and I can spot the friends who've tried to keep a, you know, fairly active exercise routine and then the others who are more sedentary and it shows up as you get older. It sure does. But but yeah. a lot of my it friends, uh, especially ones who who were runners or big time tennis players and stuff have you know, sore knees or various things. What what if we do get an injury, especially as an older person? Is there ways that we might want to, and you don't want to jump right back into things. So what's your advice on, you know, overcoming mm -hmm. injuries and taking care of our bodies and still getting some exercise maybe? Sure. Sure. So we, um, you got to classify injuries. I, I classify in two different uh, types. One is going to be just your normal, everyday overuse, aches and pains types. We've all had those injuries where you work out too much and you just can't get out of bed the next day because your muscles are sore. That's different than having yeah. a true acute injury where you feel and hear a pop or you have swelling. You can't put weight on your ankle or your knee. Those are completely different. If you were to have the latter, those acute type injuries uh, where you have significant swelling or can't put weight on your, your limb, your extremity, those are things you need to be seen right away by, by a professional to get, get on your treatment plan, get a di appropriate diagnosis, and get on the right treatment plan. The everyday uh, soreness that we all feel, uh, I tell people recommend, I recommend the, the simple rice treatment, rest, ice, elevation, compression, um, those are things that you can uh, do on your own uh, in addition to taking anti-inflammatories if you're able to. Now, you speak with a medical professional. Make sure there are no contraindications to that. Uh, contraindications would include being on a blood thinner or having stomach issues, ulcers, or GI issues. Those are things that can prevent taking over-the-counter anti-inflammatories that, that are not recommended. So if you have those, make sure you speak to a medical professional. But all those things are things we can do. I tell my patients, if you're hurting in the same body part for more than four to five days, that's time to go in and see your your uh, your uh, medical professional. Oh. oh, that is such wonderful advice. Thank you. And I, it's so great to have an expert in this particular field because it's so important. Uh, and then I, one thing I want to mention, too, before we have to uh, leave, but I know, or I've read, uh, again, proper warm-up and cool-down are important parts of an exercise routine, and probably more important as we get older because, again, those, the, you know, the aches and pains. and But, but what, what is a proper sure. way that we can do that? Sure. So you're 100% you, uh, correct when you talk about a proper warm-up and cool-down. Uh, proper warm-up includes spending about 10 to 15 minutes before your exercise, your high-intensity exercise starts, of stretching and slowly working your way back in. I tell people about 50% speed. So if you're going to be a walker, you want to slowly walk and then stretch out all muscle body parts before getting into your higher-intensity activity. What that does is that keeps your muscles uh, stretched out. It gets them warmed up, so more 
more blood flow will decrease the risk of them being torn or strained as you're doing your exercise. So very critical to do that, probably more important than your actual exercise routine in terms of injury prevention. After, after you've done your exercise routine, the, uh, the cool-down period is critical. It starts with a stretching uh, and slowing your activity level down. You don't want to go from 100 miles an hour to zero miles per hour. You want to slow that activity down and then stretch your body, and that's when you're going to prevent the injuries from the following day and the following week is by doing that. And what you're going to notice is if you do an appropriate warm-up and stretch down, your muscles are going to become stronger. Your endurance is going to increase. Your fatigue in these muscles is going to decrease because that's a critical part of the actual workout period. Oh, boy, Dr. Sharper, you have just really delivered so much helpful information in such a brief amount of time. And unfortunately, I know we have to hop. You have other people you need to speak with. But do you have any final words for us uh, as, I say, more, more mature weekend warriors? Sure, yeah. So it's it's easy to get information. We all talk to our friends, and everybody wants to diagnose you when you have an injury. So what I do recommend is once you do get an injury, we, you can look on the Internet, but be careful what you read uh, to, before you self-diagnose. Go to some trusted websites. The Mayo Clinic website is excellent. I also tell my patients the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery website. Uh, those two sources are very accurate. They're made by medical professionals, and they're not going to steer you in the wrong direction. So there are some good sources for you to go to if you want to prevent injuries or if you get injured and you want to get back into the game. Well, again, I have to thank you for these wonderful words of wisdom, this really solid advice and all your expertise and your time. Thank you so much, Dr. Chabra. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. And I just want to mention that Dr. Shabra is connected with the Mayo Clinic, and it has been named the number one hospital in the country by U.S. News and World Report. So you know their website has got to be solid, just like the advice we've been getting. And, of course, Dr. Shabra has just demonstrated why this is true. And we're certainly going to follow his suggestions because we want to remain safe and sensible and, and when we exercise. And, of course, while we're doing it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty and fit a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. Saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. That's pretty good.